Thanks to Audible for supporting The Instance. Start listening with a 30-day trial. Choose one audiobook plus two Audible originals absolutely free when you go to audible.com slash wow or text wow to 500-500. We're going to go. What is record mode? That uh, just means that I push. It's a reminder for me to push the right button. That's all. I thought you said horde mode and we were about to play some gears. Horror mode. <laughs> W-H-O-R-E mode. All right, here we go. We're going to do it. And it starts in three, two, one. Listening to the instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the instance episode four. Sorry, five hundred and sixty. I'm Scott Johnson with Patrick Beja and Garrett Weinzerl. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? I'm better than he is. Oh, you're damn right you are. Yeah, Garrett's, yeah. Garrett's doing <laughs> this beautiful, sick. Beautiful, smiling man. You look fantastic, Patrick. The last I saw you, you looked how I currently feel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I came. Well, you know, I, actually, I do know. It's the joy of seeing my child and wife again that oh. are propelling me through uh, the tiredness. Although I slept pretty well, so no, I'm. That's that's everything's fine for me. Yeah, but you have the con crud. Yeah, he does. I do. I do. You. When I saw Patrick the last night of BlizzCon before we we went on our separate ways, although Patrick, <laughs> you were around Sunday because I know you went and saw the live T and E thing. Yeah. Um, but you looked like a Necrolord. Like <laughs> you know, you were wearing a lot of gray, and yeah. your face was gray, and you just had this like twenty yard <laughs> stare of. I don't even know what day, was... time, year it is anymore. I think this is what a time traveler feels like. I'm going to hug you because I think I know you and say goodbye. Yeah. And and the hugs helped. Um, it was it, it. I was just so tired. I slept four hours a night for the entire con. And then the last day, uh, I slept pretty well, like eight or nine, nine hours. And then I had to take the plane and go back again, yeah. you know, into time zone hell. So how, um, how can you how yeah. uh, you uh, I don't know how you do it, but every time you come over here, this happens to you, you have all this stuff. I mean, is it worse or better than two years ago when you had that tooth fallout or whatever happened to it? <laughs> um, the tooth was definitely the worst uh, example of a BlizzCon trip horror. But this time, I actually broke a tooth the week before, oh. went to the dentist um, in Finland, and while she fixed it, it still hurts now, like two weeks after. So thank you, Universal Healthcare. Uh, you suck. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Finally, proof that uh, all this universal yeah. healthcare talk is uh, is nonsense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well done. Well, uh, I'm happy to see you both. I'm sad that Garrett's sick. Uh, like half of my uh, co-hosts for various shows are down with something <laughs> this week, and Brian the, the, is this super one is sick. particularly awful too. It's like in the morning, I literally feel like I need to go to the ER, and about an hour after I've been awake, where I've had some tea with honey and mm -hmm. taken all of my medications, mm -hmm. I'm like. Oh, yeah, it's just a cold. It's just a bad cold. Yeah. Like, it is kicking my ass, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am tired of sleeping. I'm literally just bored being sick at this point. So thank you for having me on the show. So we can't, we can't really blame the Hilton so much and the DJ and all that because it sounds like you guys, you guys barely set foot in the Hilton this year. And I'm, I'm super curious about oh, that. Oh, avoided it like the plague, oh. and I still got the plague. <laughs> Why, 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 why? I mean, usually that's where it's like a hot spot. How come not so much this well, year? There were a lot of folks that didn't come this year, like a lot of our friends and our crew that mm -hmm. didn't like Scott. I don't know if you realize this. You're you're a bit of like a beacon. Like if you're going to a place, people are like, <laughs> oh, shit, party's on. Let's go. 
Oh, yeah, because um, I'm a go. party animal, that's for sure. Well, that, that's kind of the funny part about it, right? Yeah. Like, well, that, that you, you'll you'll stay up late and hang. You're, oh, you sure. Just drink. I'll like, just do it you're soberly. A responsible yeah. human yeah. being. <laughs> I'll just be uh, sober the whole time. Sure, but yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's just you know there were a lot of folks that didn't come. I mean, Kyle didn't come this year either. He had a, a, the best excuse of anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, he, I mean, children. You know, maybe the only valid excuse of anyone. He had a baby, and and that kid's what thirteen weeks old is all or something. So time okay. to yeah. I mean, well, what, what, what's he gonna do? Be like, all right, uh, thanks, thanks, Chris, and thanks for having that kid. I'm gonna leave now yeah. uh, and go party my butt off. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, well, I mean, um, I mean, he just he just didn't time it right. Uh, I had my kid in January, so that's that makes everything a lot easier. Yeah, but remember, yeah. you missed it last year because the baby was coming. Right. Remember? <laughs> so no, that, no, what, no, no, no. Actually. The time the baby was coming, I, I went and abandoned my pregnant wife oh, uh, with her blessing. Oh. It's it's the one after, which was, you know, nine month old babies are hard. I mean, no, no offense. Anyway. No offense. And all the all the controversies notwithstanding, I think you picked the right one to, to return to. It sounds like things were pretty rad. Uh, uh-huh. Certainly announcement yeah, wise, so it too. sounds like the vibe on the ground was pretty strong and and uh, a lot of cool stuff happened. And, you know, you could certainly feel that from here. But. You know, I, I sat here thinking, oh, so the one year I don't go since 2011, the one time, that's the Diablo 4 year. That's the year that I would have had it right after these I five mean, years of you saying. had to know that this was the year that Diablo 4 was. Good. I mean, I kind of did, but yeah, it's just like it, it was time. that or open season on Blizzard's reputation. Like, <laughs> right. It was going to be it was going to be real weird if they didn't have that announcement, but. Imagine a parallel universe where they didn't announce Diablo 4. It's it would have been the, actually I'm wondering how much of this factor um played into them announcing it because it feels I don't like think the it played game any is, role. You don't think so? No, because I think zero. the game is no nowhere near where they like them to be when they announce. Usually they have like okay, we'll have a it's going to be available within the year, at least for testing. Yeah, kind of, um, kind of post. Uh, no, geez, I, like actually, Diablo three is the example because Diablo three they announced in two thousand and seven, and so, they didn't release that damn thing until twenty twelve, and that sucked. Yeah. That was a long time. This, so yeah, this is I, I think, think in between. I don't think it's that. I, I don't think we're going to wait that mm-hmm. long. Uh, but it's not going to be Overwatch turnaround. Right. I don't think it's going to be as quick as Overwatch. But I agree. I agree with Patrick wait. a little bit. Like I think that I'm not saying that they quickly this year rushed it all together. And this, I think they're as far as they were going to be. And I think they could have called it one way or the other. Yeah, we could show it then or not. I think it behooved them to show it for all the reasons that we think they should. Yeah. Um, but but I, they, I think they probably could have gone another year. Dude, like someone who, who's sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna tease someone in chat. Like someone someone DD does games. It's so far away. This announcement was political. Yeah, man, they just pulled that cinematic right out of their ass. Yeah, <laughs> that was such a last minute decision. So, and there was a playable demo with three freaking classes. Yeah, man, just crap that out. That's yeah. something you can totally turn around in three weeks of controversy. I certainly don't buy that, that angle at all. That like, makes honestly like no sense yeah. no like zero sense the, re- the the people who think they are they did this because of the blitzchunk controversy honestly you need to have your head checked yeah. it makes like you're the kind of person that believes vaccines are cause autism like it, <laughs> oh it, boy can we not go there no, <laughs> i will I, I would go to every it makes 
honestly, it makes no sense. I know. It the, doesn't make any sense. The, You're right. It's a stupid thing, thing to think. It's actually, there's two things can be true at once. One is absolutely true that they don't just shit this stuff out because of a controversy that happened three weeks before the event. That's number one truth. And the other truth is, yeah, maybe they could have showed it, maybe they showed it a year earlier than they would normally on a year where they do have, you know, BlizzCon, or they, sorry, they have Overwatch 2 to show. They've got a new WoW expansion. They could kind of get away with it. But I don't know. Last year was a lot of pressure after the Immortal debacle, and that's go for exactly it. it. Right. I think so. Diablo three. You mentioned that they had four years before between the announcement and the release, and that was very traumatic for the company. I was there at the time for most of that time, and they did never. They don't want to repeat that ever. They really want to make sure that they're um, ready, re reasonably close to release before they announce something. Yes, yeah. and I think that it would make sense that with last year's controversy, they figured, listen, we can't wait anymore. Maybe it, it could wait another year according to our when it's done policy, but let's just announce it now because we need to regain uh, you know, uh, uh, goodwill. Yeah. That, yes, absolutely. To counter last year's controversy, I think that is actually what I'm saying because the game, they said it's not soon, it's not even Blizzard soon. Uh, that feels like longer than they would like to to you know then they would like it to be for these kinds of games. well and just from the cinematics uh, but, perspective that cinematic is not that's i would i would argue that thing's probably been close to being finished for the last couple can, of years can we can we call it the, what it is it's not a cinematic it is a short film it is so good <laughs> you guys it is so it, good. it is long that is a long ass cinematic. yeah it's eight and a half minutes long it's a beast like you're almost ready to submit it to the Academy for best short film, best short animated film at the Academy Awards. It's that long. Like it's a beast and it's amazing. And I love every freaking dripping bloody second of it. And I want more of it and I can't wait for more of it. And everything I want about Diablo four is being shown. Like it's everything I want, everything they said, all the plans they have for it, including right down to the pricing plan, which is buy the game. We'll sell expansions and probably cosmetics in between. I like that. I like the look of it. I like how dark everything is. I like the tone. It's everything I want. I'm so freaking ready for it to be just put in my damn veins. Uh, I can't even barely stand to even sit here and think about it anymore or else I'm going to explode. I love, love where they're going with it. So hurry up, Blizzard. And here's my prediction. 2021. Calling it right now. 2021, sometime in the summer, we get Diablo 4. 4. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, puts it puts in less year, than two years. I would be stoked if we get it that quick. I think that's fine. I yeah. don't think this is like if it's if it's two years or sub two years. I don't know. I don't look at this as a knee jerk reaction. Like, right? Uh, Overwatch mm. was kind of the exception, not not the rule. Sure, I, I'm I'm excited. Patrick, sorry, you were going to say something. I cut you off there. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I think 2021 seems reasonable ish. Reasonable ish. Um, Maybe a beta next year for BlizzCon, mm -hmm. and then release in in twenty twenty one. That would be yeah, I agree. That would be the the if it's earlier than that, I would be incredibly surprised. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, any sooner than that, uh, that doesn't seem right. Any longer than that, they don't want that because I feel like their their modus right now is like, all right, we announce Overwatch and it's out. In 18 months we announce heroes of the storm and it's out in 18 months or at the very least it's in beta active beta and almost out within two years i think that's what they want to do as a announcement to release and who knows how many years they work on this st stuff beforehand but as much as four is if the rumors are to be believed 
So so I'm I'm feeling very confident about 2021. It just feels right to me. I hope I'm right. Um, the the sooner thing be that great. gives me hope that that would be the case is that um, David Kim on Riker's stream mentioned something that I'm not certain he was supposed to, which is they have uh, four big communication uh, drops planned for this year. For I'm sorry, for the next year. Mm. Um, which, if you have that kind of thing planned, I maybe it seems you have it planned for, you know, if you, you're not going to start communicating four times a year if you think the game is still three years off, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But um, who knows? You know, those plans change as well. And it's it's very difficult to um, to make to be certain that this will indeed happen. But uh, yeah, that is the thing that made me think, well, maybe 2021 is reasonable. Right. Also, I want to put another thing to bed that everybody keeps bringing up. And we just had somebody else ask it in the chat. Do we make anything about them announcing the game for current gen consoles and not next gen consoles, which are right around the corner? And my answer to that is a simple one. This happens all the time uh, toward the end of a console cycle. If you're going to commit to platforms, you commit to the ones that are out for two reasons. One, the other ones aren't here yet. We don't know enough about them. Like you're probably going to put it there too, but you're not going to commit to it. And no, but they, it's not even about commitment. It's about uh, it's agreements about, with the right with the uh, manufacturers. Right, you can't exactly. Mention next-gen console exactly. and beyond that the next-gen consoles when they're out are going to be a very small install base so you want obviously you want them on the biggest install yeah base. You, you there's uh, a reason why you know uh gta 5 is released very late in the cycle or a better even a better example is uh, last of us last of us one comes out for the playstation 4 or excuse me playstation 3 in the in the throes of its death in the, the final days and then a whole bunch of people get it and they love it and whatever but they know that as soon as the PS4 comes out, they're going to have a remastered version and they do it again. And you're going to have that here. The same deal is going to happen. And it actually did happen with Diablo 3. 3 was on 360 and PS3. And then now is on 4 and Xbox Ones. So yep. uh, I don't think, the, I just think people are making too much hay of that. It's like, oh, does that mean sooner? And like, no, it just means that's what you say. Like, that's the deal. And I knew I, I, mean, I figured I, you'd corroborate I get, I get that. Kind of latching onto it because it was said, and that does seem a little bit of a head scratch. But yeah, I agree with everything you both just said. It just does because uh, us as gamers are super plugged into this. We know those two new consoles are like right around the corner. So I think we're a little more sensitive when they say that. We're like, oh, interesting. Strategically, what does that mean? Be, 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 be. And no one else is thinking that. This is just like a mass market. Statement well, let's of, be honest, 99.9% .9 of people listening right now are going to play it on PC. Right, so. right. And they could put it on Stadia. They could put it on a million other, they, you know, things. Did they, they announce it on, on uh, Switch or no, did I dream that? No, they did not. Okay. Now, that was, I, think that, I think your Switch would literally just catch on fire. <laughs> yeah. It, it would well, take a real hit, I think, uh, from what I could see. I mean, obviously, I didn't play the demo like you guys did, but uh, it looked like <laughs> to run that it's thing on the switch gorgeous. it would take a serious hit yeah it looked it really nice so yeah. pretty looking i can't get over how like yeah when when they cut to the gameplay trailer and it was i was like what this isn't isometric oh god this is the in-game engine and they made a cinematic yeah. out of it and it looks amazing yeah the cinematic from the gameplay trailer the cinematic parts from the gameplay trailer are unbelievable yeah they look really it's, good it's like yeah. they it's like they they realize or they they came they finally were able to realize the vision that StarCraft 2 tried to do with their in-game cutscenes and then they, they looked good for their time it's 10 years ago almost um but I remember them just overheating machines and everybody was having problems with those with those things as they were really pushing the limits 
Oh this, god, yeah. Now you mention it, yeah, I remember those remember really kind of taxing my my rig at the time. Oh yeah, I, think my, I was still on a core two duo though. You'd so. go, you'd go through like you know, you'd be playing the game, and then you'd have a cutscene, and my fans would go from hmm to <laughs> just to get through it. Uh, but this looks like this is just oh, it's just the coming together of so many cool technologies. And by the way, the dude that narrates that gameplay trailer is that guy from game of thrones and the witch and a million other things i love that guy's voice i could listen to him talk all day uh i i, I love um, by the way i agree with your uh prediction that this is deckard kane he is uh talking about that that's his immediately he's talking to i mean in the in the um and when he calls him brother do you think he's calling the- him Brother, no, brother, or like, like a, brother in the Haradrim, you know, brother. Kind of order of okay. order of or guild or something, right? But um, Haradrim, it could brother, be yeah. actual brother. But it, it's supposed to be um, decades ahead, decades right? after. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably like Haradrim brotherhood or something because he would have to be to have been really young in order for him to be, you know, that age when the the. Thing happens do you think the there's a happens. do you think there's a little butterfly carved into his gravestone they didn't show it but you think probably, that's a probably <laughs> with with just one word that uh that is written in there and that's sorry <laughs> he died that's the it. stupidest oh, way is. ever did we just confirm that deckard kane's uh gravestone has a tramp stamp yeah we did yeah yep right it's down a, near the butt a butterfly of the, right above the crack right above the crack yep like all, like all tombs, good tombstones, they have a crack somewhere. His is right above it. Uh, but anyways, I uh, just can't be, I, I can't say enough about it. Now, since you guys, uh, and don't worry, everybody, we'll get into Shadowlands in a second. Um, I'm curious about your time with the demo of, uh, of, of Diablo, what you thought of it, how it felt already. I know we're early, it's early days, but Blizzard usually doesn't show demos until that demo is super polished. So did it feel good? Like, I guess, I guess all of those questions and more. What did you think of the demo? Either Go one. ahead, Garrett. Oh, uh, it felt like more Diablo, but better Diablo. Mm. Like <laughs> it feels like the next logical step from uh, D three. Um, I played the uh, the Barb, uh, only the Barb. As much as I wanted to go back and, and play the the Werebear, the Druid, mm-hmm. uh, I did not find the time to do so. I had a lot of weird technical issues uh, with my BlizzCon journey mm. this year. Um, so I, I lost basically half of my first day. Oh my gosh! Like audio and stuff you had done. No, um, the wristbands they gave us weren't letting me into any media areas. Oh, okay. Um, so I spent half of my first day running around trying to get that fixed. Yeah, um, I heard I heard a few other stories about that. There were, you weren't alone, I guess. There were some issues with that new, the new bracelet deal uh, that they did. A little wonky. Yeah. A little wonky. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was like, well, I'm probably only going to play this once. I'm going to play a barb because that's what I made in D3. I just love beating demons to death. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you. It's some good demon beating. Mm-hmm. Like it's oh, it just feels so good. I mean, I'm basically having the feeling I had when I played D three for the first time, like all over again. Just a sense of wow. Could you make pummeling a, 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 a husk of meat and teeth feel any better than this? <laughs> that's uh, great that news because because my the, first barb. In, that's what's uh, so in great about three is three is so visceral and so yeah. It's the strength of three is the combat and the fluidity of it. And I'm so happy to hear you say that's there. The combat is, seems significantly more fluid to me in this one. Um, I mean, they brought in the dash from like the console versions. Yeah. Um, which feels nice. There's uh, a lot more verticality mm-hmm. to the terrain, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know something we're not 
all that used to. Usually you see a ladder, you click on the ladder and it loads you into a new zone that's supposedly above or below it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's still that. Don't worry, you're going into like dank, you know, basements and stuff. But um, out in the world, there's just a lot more play with verticality. And like my barbarian had leap, I could leap up a level or down a level, and it just felt awesome. Mm. What's your take on the it, uh, What's your take on the the um, open world? fight thing that they put in there i guess it's just one boss but like where everybody can kind of go fight them together how'd that feel to play uh i I, to me it felt really good because there was just the right right amount of people at the right time all the time Mm. so i actually played through a couple of um world events there were there was the one that you uh you've seen which is um the, the giant monster, the world boss. Yeah, the and movie. there's another one where it's kind of like a, a small world event um, where you have a, like, drowned ringing a bell and they call more of those creatures. And, and that was with just three people, maybe, or four. Mm. But the yeah, big I saw that. And it was, like, yeah. marked on the, the world map. So I walked over yeah. to it and there were a couple other players, like, getting their asses kicked. And so I jumped in and I started getting my ass kicked, but uh, none of us died. <laughs> It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It feels really good. And the to, to get back to the gameplay feel as well, um, I completely agree with Garrett. It feels, to me, I've never played for seriously one or two. It felt like a slower, more deliberate version of three where every skill you use mattered. Mm. Um, and it didn't feel dramatically different. I know we talked about, you know, do they need to do a... a third person thing or you know something really different um and i'm after having tried it and you know i'm down for just a better version of what's already there uh but the dark themes aren't felt I, that might be obvious but they're not felt through gameplay they, they're really into the storytelling mm. um yeah things like the kind of quests you do death is everywhere uh it's it's dark like not just the trailer the world is heavy. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, they got that guy uh, who seems super creepy, uh, rebirthing a giant ball sack lady. Uh, the trouble's on the way, folks. Get ready for Diablo. <laughs> it's, uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I keep doing this on all the shows. I'm going to play a little clip from it just because I love that trailer so much. Here's, a, here's just a, a reminder of how rad that thing sounds. The knowledge you seek is here. Surrender. Speak the words. Call her home. And then she gets birthed out of a giant oh. scrotal sack they made out it, of dude's that, bloods. That face of the the, uh, the the third character that calls her, the, the priest, yeah. it's so realistic. It feels like it, it's photorealistic. And when he's scared and terrified it feels so ah oh, it chills it's so good bone it's, it's so good um oh my god but the thing the in-game things are also a little bit not you know quite that much but it's like uh uh people being not yeah sacrificed and like there's a dad who sacrifices his son to get food for the um for the village and then i mean it's terrible it's it's terrible yeah in all the best ways i can't wait uh so positive feelings all around for diablo 4 i take it 
You guys are, you guys are, oh, we, are we getting a baby? Is that what's happening? Hold on. Cute moment coming up. No, maybe not. <laughs> no, he, he came in and he's like, Papa, caca. <laughs> oh my God, that's adorable. Uh, he's just like his dad, he pooped his pants. That's the best. Yeah, well, he, he's been watching the Diablo trailer. Oh, yeah, I pooped my pants as well. Actually, yeah. people had warned us. Uh, also, I want to put one more thing to bet about the entire event, and then we're going to move on to Shadowlands. Uh, given that this is a mostly World of Warcraft show. So uh, there were rumors floating around that Weezer was the band, uh, was one of the bands. And I have a, I have a thought on this. Uh, I have it through some authority that that was the plan. And the reason things went up to the very last minute before they announced it literally on day two with all the people they did end up having was that they couldn't work out a deal. So... That's I was told this in confidence, and I'm not going to say anything else, but I, I'm pretty sure that they, they were on the docket. That makes sense. Weezer seems like a good fit, all of that. But it sounds like they just couldn't get a deal done in the time they needed to get it done and then ended up with other stuff. Garrett, what's your, uh, your take? Well, I'm not too sure because I have a, I, I have a feeling we may have talked to the similar people. Oh. Uh, but I asked someone. <laughs> I mentioned it to someone yeah. that may work for a certain company, yeah. and they like openly laughed at the at the insinuation that it was Weezer. Yeah, oh, like, it was well, like a no way in hell laugh. That I'm getting a I'm getting a alternate information from my source because, uh, and that's the problem well, with this sort of thing, right? We'll, we don't know. We'll talk off air. So yeah, we, <laughs> we'll, we'll compare notes. Yeah, we should compare notes because I'm very curious about that. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that didn't we happen. Got, uh, three acts I've never heard of. Right, but but one of them was kind of. I went. I ended up going and listening to a bunch of playlists, and they were kind of rad. And I'm trying to remember their names now. They're the EDM guys. Uh, I feel like you would uh, the glitch mob. Glitch mob. Like they were like cool. Them. Yeah. I'd like their they music. It seemed good. Like, like the kind of thing you would like. Yeah. I only heard them for half a second while I was trying to walk over and see the Diablo experience before leaving. Yeah. But it had like a Disneyland queue. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. I think I've had enough BlizzCon for this year. I'm going <laughs> to just go get dinner. I understand. No, I, I, I liked it. It was it was very good. Wait, one uh, somebody canceled? Who canceled? One of the three canceled? Someone in the chat said that. That may not, that Maybe they're just saying things. I don't know. Anyway, uh, all right. Forget about all that. Let's talk about Shadowland. The, uh, the post-BlizzCon discussion here. So uh, that Diablo 4 trailer had a way of making everything that came after it seem not as cool. But in retrospect, after uh, kind of going back and looking at it all again, uh, they're really cool. Like the Shadowlands trailer is really cool. I think the stuff they announced is super awesome. The, the Overwatch 2 trailer was amazing. But again, they just felt so shadowed by... Diablo that it was hard it was kind of hard to not notice that uh at least in the thick of it I don't know if that's the same on on the floor I I assume it would have sort of felt like that as well but um, um from home it I did. mean people lost their mind for all the cinematics I feel like all of them like everyone went off for me it was literally in descending order of hype oh wow it was like Diablo was the raddest Shadowlands was the second raddest Hearthstone like you can't surprise me with an expansion, but they did surprise me with a new game mode. Yeah. And then Overwatch 2. By the way, did like, anybody have that on horrible. their betting card, on their bingo card that freaking, you know, we knew Blizzard. I, I had a notion that Blizzard may get into the auto battler thing, the auto chess kind of world somehow. They would just there want to be in there. There were rumors. 
no idea it was going to be them. Uh, uh, about heroes, right? Well, that's what I'm that saying. That would have been my bet. I would no, I would have never said, oh, yeah, Hearthstone's where they're going to do it. And and the great part about it is it's freaking rad. It's really good. Like, I'm going to play Hearthstone again because that mode is so good. Uh, if you like that kind of thing. I mean, you may not like Auto Battlers, and it's sort of one of those, but I think the Hearthstone implementation is really strong. I just wouldn't have picked it. Totally blew my mind. Anyway, someone says you look like Beavis today. <laughs> Garrett. I don't know, <laughs> oh, me? I, I don't know why. Does that make me butthead? Yeah, I guess you're butthead. It's well, a really nice thing to say. Yeah, it's super sweet Thanks. to say on the Thanks, day you're Shadow. so, so I sick. Feel, and... I already feel so good. You've made me feel so much better. <laughs> it's a compliment. It is, sort of. All right. No, it isn't. So let's. <laughs> well, but let's pretend it is. All right, let's pretend. All right, so here's the deal. I feel like, and I and I, uh, I don't know if I'm right here, but let's talk about overall thematic stuff to do with Shadowlands. I feel like uh, all the concerns I had about uh, Sylvanas being so OP only when it suited her, uh, I feel like that's being answered. Like she's in cahoots with somebody who's given her power well beyond her norm. I still argue that uh, the the the, the Seraphang cinematic, like I didn't read into any of her abilities as something she couldn't already do. Well. Like, this is the first time where I'm like, huh, where are those chains coming from? I think, and I got my answer. I think the uh, part not, not you're, the you're right. You're, I guess that's right. She doesn't. She's not super overpowered in this in the sour fang thing. I guess, but she's just not letting anything happen to her, and it feels like she's sort of above it all. And now I can kind of, I kind of see the thread now, because this whole time it was never about her leading the horde to a new era. This whole thing was about her on some errand in cahoots with the jailer. Uh, who we really don't even still know what that dude looks like, or do we? We we, we think maybe who knows? Okay. I mean, because well, we have something. a shadow. Yeah, we have a silhouette. yeah. It's it's very much intentional that we do not know who the jailer is. Right. I think for me, the Sylvanas thing explains a lot of her actions, and that's pretty cool. Um, but it doesn't explain the main issue we had with this expansion, which is. Why is everyone cool with her being a, a horrible, murderous maniac? You know, and and that while they do not, I guess, retcon a little bit, but not quite. It makes sense of her actions and her uh, uh, madness. I I don't see how anyone could now even more justify their oh she's you know she's just doing war and that's what she does and she's. When we know that literally she was trying to kill as many people as possible, that was her goal: kill and and get many people as possible killed. Well, I'm gonna so, avoid. I'm gonna avoid. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like burning that tree was a way to reef, you know, just honestly to yeah, flood the shadowlands with a bunch of fresh corpses. But I guess exactly, what I, I guess what that's I'm, exactly what she's trying to do. Yeah, and I agree with that. But I guess what and without getting into current events, um, I think they're. I think this idea that if you if you have a duly appointed leader in the case in this case by uh, uh, troll man what's his name uh, Zuljin yeah, Volgin almost called him, almost called him Gigawatt for some reason anyway <laughs> Volgin uh, he did that and then we all assume oh okay this is the rightful heir to the the war chief thing and so that's cool and now she's here mm. oh wait what is she doing oh i don't know but she's our leader so we got to kind of follow right. it right you're saying it was about loyalty but i don't think the arguments were well it's about loyalty i think the arguments were oh but it's war you know right but and they anyway, and they that's, start that's but different. they start digging in right it's like well 
you know, people pick a side and then they just have to justify why they yeah. picked that side. And so I think No, exactly. I think exactly. the horde the horde was and, and Saurfang being the voice of dissent. Like he he's the one that's like, wait a minute, this is not the horde. This is not who we are. This isn't, you know, she sucks. So all of that to me is made better by knowing these new motivations. And also a lot of people are like, oh, you can just walk up to the new Lich King and wipe him out in a second and rip his helmet in half. Yeah, because she's in cahoots with a power much stronger than him. And Bolvar. Yeah, I mean, we don't know the answers to a lot of these questions, but like clearly I there's mean, a link between Ice Crown and where the shit no, we're we about do. to go. Yeah, we do. We do. We do know. <laughs> they mentioned that um, she was trying to kill as many people as possible because when they go straight to the Maw and not through the Shadowlands, it gives her more power as it does for the Jailer. So we actually know that she's been getting more powerful because of her deal with the Jailer. Boy, it would have been cool if they showed us that in game instead of just telling us on a panel. Yeah, I mean that—that's okay. Well, you know what? Fair point. Later. Yeah, but fair point. Like, like they—they are—they are making us. They made us sit through an entire expansion of amazing, outward-facing cinematic content, and 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 just never really even hinted at it. It just made us wonder why. What the hell's wrong with Sylvanas? Well, it never really answered yeah, it. Yeah, that, that doesn't really bother me. That's. I think that's fine. That's part of the mystery. And now. If you understand it correctly, now you're like, oh, that's why she was so strong. Um, I mean, I think I agree I, with you, actually. I guess what I'm saying is I understand why people feel that way. Like, I get sure. why they... Because in, in some ways, you're supposed to see an expansion as a, a complete chapter of the, of the game. And if you think of it that way, or not even a complete chapter of a whole book, which is more like what you're saying, it's more like you think of the entire expansion as a start-to-finish book and it didn't make a lot of sense in that context. But on the overarching thing, as they, you know, bridge new co content to new expansions like they've done for the last three or four, I think it makes perfect sense, and I have no problem with it, and I absolutely loved everything about that trailer, its implications, um, all of it. Like, I really didn't know what she was going to do. I thought she was going to put the thing on her head. And then I went, well, that's so well, damn yeah, obvious. It's just so obvious. It's like, well, no, wait, what, she's not going to put it on her head. What is she really going to do? And then she sat there for a while, and I thought, well, she's sure holding that funny. And then she freaking uh, Captain America piece of wood at that thing. Just went, <laughs> <laughs> broke the sky oh, open, and all hell broke loose, and you got poor Bolvar laying on the ground going, ah, shit, you know? What a great moment. Oh, I just loved it. It was so cool, you guys. As much as like the fanboy in me would like, oh yeah, Lich Queen, that'd be so cool. Like by the end of this cinematic, I was like, oh thank God, we're not retreading stuff we've already done. They're showing us something entirely new. Yeah, I felt uh, that I, too. I really yeah. like the cinematic. Yeah. I like that I like was... what I've seen of Shadowlands so far. Like sure. I'm being grumbly about the Sylvana story because you're 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 tying it into BFA, and I just hate it. I hate everything <laughs> about it. It sucked. It was horrible. Let's move on with our lives and go see the Shadowlands. Sure. I, I don't blame you for feeling that way. I mean, so you guys played the demo. Patrick, did you play yeah. it and get, get your hands dirty? Yeah, you think? I, I want an owl husband now. Oh, um, nice. Mm. I just want one to carry shit around for me because that seems like that's all they're doing, those owls. Just carrying uh, stuff you around. You want an owl to be your ca player character in Death Stranding? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, you know what? Now you're talking my language. I like I like the cut of your jib on that. That's pretty good. Uh, did you guys like the game, though? Like, how did? I guess it's hard to explore all those themes or excuse me yeah, all the systems yeah but. i mean dude demoing an mmo is always kind of like i just i mostly go in just to see what it looks like and see if they have somehow still found a way to impress me with how they make this engine look and the answer is yes like that one zone it was bashed in that was playable um 
again, another step forward in kind of the visual capabilities of this engine. It's it looks real good. Yeah, I think also. It, yeah, I would like to remind everyone I've played nothing but classic for two months. Uh, <laughs> it, it was like night and damn day playing this demo for me. I was just like, oh, man, I forgot how good this game looks. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I read something in uh, some one of the interviews that came out of BlizzCon, somebody was saying that they are experimenting with ray tracing with some of the cards that support it uh, in that engine. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting to me because you you could, in in theory, you could even get more out of that because the game itself is less taxing than, say, some, you know, a Red Dead 2 on PC or something um, overall. And so you could get a lot more out of the ray tracing end of it without being too much mm-hmm. of a hit if you've got the card for it and, you know, specs for it, but... I'd be really curious to see that because lighting makes such a giant difference. Dynamic lighting, that is, in games in general. And having that in World of Warcraft could be, I mean, it could look like a whole new experience if they do that. So Yeah, that's yeah. why I don't like it when people, you know, refer to it as one engine because it's so, they've improved it and changed it so much. I, I don't know that it qualifies as, you know, one engine, the, the engine from WoW. Right. Um, but, but they're, yeah, I mean, they're still hamstrung, like to a certain degree. Like they're still having to make do with what they have, and they're pushing. They're, they just keep well, pushing it. You just keep all. I, I don't it, know yeah. that. You know, they can completely change the entire. I don't know that they did, but they can change the entire engine if they want to. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping them. You know. I mean, so, you, um, you always do hear though. They're always talking about how there's some legacy stuff in there that, you know, they just mm-hmm. now this year we've decided to retrofit that, and then next year I mean, we're going to remove- basically trace it back like feature by feature back to OG yeah. ugly ass looking wow. But that's that's the thing. They're adding features all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And they're adding like uh, um, engine features, new engine features like lighting and shadows, and so it's it's the same engine in the sense that. You know, the source engine is the same engine that it's been. But yeah, yeah, which is yeah, what I'm saying. It's factually the same engine. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. They just keep, uh, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, way it's better. They, cl- they like, clearly not- do, they clearly keep tinkering with it. And if they add something like um, ray tracing, that's an, a major tinker. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love that they do this. I, 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 I mean, as much as everybody's always like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have a game like, wow, look as good as Dark Souls or something, you know, whatever, some fidel- high fidelity looking engine and i always think yeah but i don't they're never going to do that overnight like if they even if they get there with this and eventually they transform it into some other engine as patrick's suggesting they're not going to do that there's just it's a stylistic choice it's not right they've decided not to make it that right uh consciously this is true and i mean look at what's coming in 8.3 we're literally seeing a a zone that looks one-to-one like a painting in the first chronicle book yeah like yeah. That's how far they have pushed this. Like yeah. the, the, they're not, I feel like they're not nearly as limited uh, as I, I feel sometimes we, we talk about it. Yeah, uh, well, that's the thing. Uh, they're not limited at all. They right. can do what they want with the engine. They can change it entirely if they want. Yeah, and I don't and, think uh, anybody anywhere is saying, like one of the things, the hallmarks, I think, of BFA, you know, say what you want about, you know, some of the systems that weren't great or whatever, but uh, it's gorgeous. That's a beautiful game. And all of the news, oh, yeah, yeah. all of the new I, stuff like the is effect. amazing. I, I'm mostly just mad about the Sylvana story. Like sure. Everything else I liked. Yeah. There's uh, there's there's uh there's something about the zones in BFA that I will I will hold on to even as we move away from it because it's pretty awesome. 
Uh, so there's some really great stuff in there. Here's a few things that we got out of a couple of interviews. Uh, there will be more lore characters that have passed into the Shadowlands that they haven't mentioned yet. So we don't know who that is, but we're going to we're going to see some some folks who have passed on. I don't know who we're that'll be. We're going to see Arthas. Arthas, you think? Maybe, how about uh, um, you think him and uh, it, it'll be Arthas and uh, Varian in a hot tub giving each other a massage. What do you think of that? You like that? <laughs> no. OK. Boy, Maybe. I don't. I don't know how that makes me feel. I have questions. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot it's, of you know the the royalty of the alliance hanging out together in a sure, hot tub. Sure, I think that's uh, I think that sounds pretty good. Yeah, got an owl guy bringing him towels because that's what they do. They carry around those uh, towels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Um, also, the Venthyr of Revendreth uh, have taken advantage of the anima drought and taken their high purpose and transition to something darker, they will be explored in the first raid of the expansion. And isn't Revendreth, those are the ones you like, Garrett, the vampire people, right? Well, the, the, the covenant is called the Venthyr. The Revendreth is the new zone. Oh, it's the zone. Okay, the- uh, sorry. Revendreth is the zone. Venthyr are yeah. the vampire people. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. Those are the ones I will be allying with on every character I ever make because they're spooky, freaking gothic vampire people. Why would you even bother talking to anyone else? Well, they don't have any owls. So I don't know. <laughs> that is one thing. Yeah. Did you see the, the the shiny little fox of the forest people? Yeah, yeah. That you can turn into. Yeah. I mean, that is cool. some, you know, strong argument in favor mm-hmm. of the forest people. Uh, I agree. I mean, I can ride on a fox. The, the fox looks amazing. Yeah, it's the best looking uh, fox I've ever seen. I'll, let's, uh-huh, let's put uh-huh. it out there in in World of Warcraft. I mean, I'm sure there are better foxes somewhere else, but. Uh, as far as they have been rendered wow. in this game, that is a hell of a fox right there. Uh, let's see. The original races uh, will keep the same Death Knight starting experience that exists today. So uh, if you, because my understanding is if you're a Death Knight Pandaren, you get a different experience in the beginning. If you are human, any, Death Knight. Any of the new races. Yeah. Any of the new races that can be Death Knights, you get a new starting zone. Right. Everyone else still has to go back to that ugly ass freaking nasty looking deal. You hold your tongue. It hasn't held up that well is all I'm saying. Okay. I've yes, been there. It has. I went there recently. It's fine. It's okay. There's a lot of bad textures. I'm just saying. You you role play every weekend. I would think you of all people could use a little bit of your imagination <laughs> and get over that hump. All right. Fair enough. I think you make a good point, actually. Uh, let's see. The Allied races in Pandarian, Pandarian, Pandarian will have a new silver, a sliver of time Death Knight starting zone that will show a short intro experience, interact with Bolvar, and then you'll be sent off into the world. Uh, it takes place yeah, before Sylvana yeah, shatters the helm. Yeah, yeah, you mention it. Yeah, it basically takes place before, right before Sylvana shows up. So Apparently, on. Bolvar knew she was coming. But but, uh, but what is their it, what is their starting level? Because if we're getting squished to fifty for everybody, are they getting are, are they getting squished to like twenty or something? I think everyone. I think the new Death Knights get booted out at ten. Oh, geez. Okay, early then. I I've not seen this anywhere. It's one question I never seem to hear anybody give I an answer. I feel like for. they mentioned it in the Q and A, and I don't remember the technical <clears throat> level, but I, I'm fairly certain they mentioned Death Knights. That Q and A went good. You guys see uh, red shirt in there again? That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Sarcastered uh, said DH and DKs uh, exit at ten. Okay, they do exit at ten. All right, that's interesting. I guess with the squish, that's fine. Uh, the uh, was a red shirt fell asleep on my couch once in 2012 or 13. I forget. 
that's just a little note I always like to put out there. Dude slept on my couch while we had a nerdtacular. Oh, he came out for a nerdtacular. Yeah, yeah. We didn't oh, know cool. we didn't know it was red shirt, except later in the in the event, like over the weekend. I went, wait a minute. He's and he's wearing a red shirt. I think that's all he wears now. That's his thing. <laughs> that that was actually a really nice moment. Like the return to the fun fan uh, community stuff happening. Yeah, and. So for those who don't know, the Q&A started with a question from Red Shirt Guy, yeah. which was, you know, a lovely moment. That's an awesome thing. Yeah, I'm glad they did that. He is also, um, he's a very nice dude and won't, only sleeps on your couch if he's super tired. I'm just putting that out there. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's see. Uh, Allied Races and Pandarian. Oh, um, I mentioned that. Uh, Horde and Alliance will have some narrative experiences in Shadowland. Or, excuse me, we'll have the same. So this is not a split thing. This isn't like us doing uh what we did in the last expansion or actually the last couple uh you well no i guess uh, legion was the same you just decided which zone you were going to do first right it's the same same story same narrative no so in in shadowlands you have to go through the different zones in a set order right uh so you can't choose unlike what's been happening in legion and bfa but in bfa Um, we literally had two different story Stories being told on two different continents. This is back yeah, to... Yeah, but you could go to any of right, the three zones for your faction in any order. Oh, I see. Yeah, exactly. And, but you can't do that moving forward. That's interesting. Shadowlands is not no, doing that. No, so the first time you go through it, you have to go through it in order because there's the story and you follow that story. The, if you go through it with alts, then you can choose whatever zone you want to start with and you can choose which uh, covenant you're going to be allied to immediately and get the benefits from that immediately. Okay. Um, whereas if you're going through the first time, you're going to do each zone in order and get the benefits that change so that you can, you know, um, understand what each of them are, you know, the abilities and stuff like that. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, let's see what else. The Heart of Azeroth will not continue. We knew that, I think. Uh, Bolvar will play a major role in the narrative. We get to find out what's uh, what the years spent as Lich King has done to him and his motives during the previous expansions. He acts as a guide. And it's not for just us. Lich King. Yeah, it's it's Lich King. And did we? I can't remember. Did we talk to him before a lot before he um, became the Lich King when he was all burned from? Was it well, no, because Arthas was, was just torturing him in Ice Crown. He, we hear him yell a few times while you're raiding ICC, yeah. and that's pretty much it. Yeah, we get the but, um, we get the Wrathgate of thing where he falls, where where he goes down, oh, okay. and then and then if you played yeah. a Death Knight in Legion, you interacted with him a decent amount. Yeah, mm. he's cool. I like Bolvar. I'm excited. He's the shit wizard of this uh, expansion. He's the Cadgar kind of. He's going to be our our dude <laughs> uh, to roll around with and talk to all the time. So that's kind of rad. I like that. Um, let's see. They are still not sure if any of the dungeons will be mythic only, but there's talk about that. They're still working out details on reputation. Uh, the anima drought uh, has caused distrust between different realms in the Shadowlands, so that's your job is to go in there and work on some of that. And the new starting area is off the coast of Stormheim, which is interesting. I don't know why it just is. Uh, and then familiar faces will be joining us in the Shadowlands, which is kind of what they said earlier, so they're being a little redundant there, but I'm very excited for... I want to see who, who shows up, like... Yeah, it's fun to say, oh, Arthas will be there. But, you know, a lot of big names have died in this game's history. So they could really go back, man. They could, like, dig deep. Are we going to see Uther and Arthas interact? I mean... Do I get that fan service? Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that. 
I mean, maybe they're in the hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) Applying beard Uh, oil to... Would be pretty amazing. By giving giving Uther endless massages. Sure. Why not? Combing his beard. Now, the thing, one of the things we haven't touched on, because it doesn't have a whole lot to do with sort of current level expansion, but the rejiggering of leveling and everything being squished and this new possibility of like, hey, I want to do an entire alt from 1 to 50, the new cap. I want to do that through uh, one of the expansions. I want to do that, let's say, through Miss of Pandaria. That sounds awesome. I don't know why it sounds awesome. It just freaking does. But do you, do, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, do you think, I mean, my, my takeaway from that was uh, making alts is going to feel a lot more like an RPG than it does now. And you're going to have meaningful levels and you're going to get meaningful stuff for those levels. And it's going to feel like, wow, maybe even a little like vanilla uh, with all the modern trappings uh, by doing that. Um, any hot takes on the, on that? I mean, I think it's going to be a lot easier than classic. Um, you're not going to die as much leveling, mm-hmm. but um, the the leveling through one expansion thing I think is really cool. And you're going to see a lot of people going to Pandaria. A lot of people who were screaming, you know, oh, uh, uh, Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Panda, they're doing it just for that, and that are going to think, oh actually that was a really cool expansion and i want to play through it again yeah that's me that's where i want to go i think i want to do that i mean i could go i, I suppose like yeah. well if we can do any of them i guess they all have some advantages but i honestly that's where i want to go is there anywhere else anyone wants to go like do you really want to do i guess wrath of the lich north rend north rend and this one are the two that are going to be really popular yeah. I, I would love to see numbers on that from uh, from blizzard when they have the stats but uh, i think yeah north rend and Pandaria are going to be the most popular one, which is funny. Okay, here's my question, and no one knows the answer to this because no one's talked about it. But let's say I've got a level 30 currently, an alt who's level 30. I don't want to boost him. He's just chilling at 30. When the squish comes, obviously his levels will be squished, whatever that percentage yep. is. He's going to be 10 or something. But yeah. will that mean – what does that mean? Can I still take him over to Pandaria and start the story, and it and it'll scale to the point that – it won't end until I'm 50. You know what I mean? Like, or am I at a disadvantage by not starting a brand new dude over there? Like, I don't know how that works. Why disadvantage? Well, I don't want to f- out. I want to, I really do want that feeling of I started here or, or, or when I entered here, I didn't, I left at 50, no matter what I came in at. Does that make sense? And I don't know if they're um, scaling it that way. Well, I mean, no, they're, they're not going to make you restart from level 10 if you're already level 100 well no no no. i mean like if i'm 20 let's say i'm level let's say i'm right now i'm 30 let's say it takes me down to level eight eight or 10 and then i go into i'm like sweet this is the new system i'm going to pandaria to to level this guy will i out level pandaria because i'm starting at 10 you know what i'm saying well i think at 10 10 is the level you're supposed to start it at with the new system you have yeah, it's not the zone. best example. I, I, oh. Let's say you're level 20, I think, is the better question, and, yeah, and, and exactly. I don't know the answer to it. Yeah, I'm going to assume yeah. you'll probably hit 50 before you're technically done with the story. Okay. I think that's going to be the case for everyone, actually, because they did say leveling is going to be 60 to 70% faster. So I think you're going to be able to... Uh, most people are going to be out-level the content before they finish all the zones of that content. I mean, Pandaria, 
Or, I don't know, maybe it was... They made a big... Maybe it's dynamically scaled is what I'm saying because they made such a point mm -hmm. about, hey, you can do the entire leveling experience in that story and when you walk out, you're level 50. I mean, maybe it is scaled that way. Maybe it is auto Maybe it's a dynamic thing where XP ranges change based on when you entered, either at zero or... Or if you if you ground out a bunch of you know you killed a bunch of trolls for no reason and you got a bunch of XP on top of what you'd normally give for quest XP, maybe that's just all dynamically I, you know. So, so I guess the the question is, do they scale levelings so that one expansion takes sixty level? That's the question, right? Right. Or, if, or 50, forty, I guess. Forty levels. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what they do. That was the entire. That was the announcement. Okay. Yeah. So I guess so. So there probably is something. I just think so there's you something... have to go through all the, the the zones in Pandaria in order to level from ten to fifty. Correct. It will be more or less do all of the main quests from all the zones. I think that's the case. Okay. And that's what I want. I'm sure, there's ways to speed it up, like heirlooms, or what if you do dungeons, or you you know dip your toe into yeah. PvP. Right. Probably... And I mean, they could even they can play with the numbers in in you know number that. The quest give you in number of uh, XP, etc. So they can make it last as long as you want. It it could completely work even if it didn't back then numbers wise. Yeah, and they can. It's Choice. it can be automatic. Like a lot of MMOs already do this. Like, I mean, basically it's the way it works in ESO. You you know you're working your way through that game and and the world's dynamically moving with you and difficulties adjusting and XP amounts are adjusting and and itemization is adjusting. Like they, I think they're doing that. But I guess we'll wait and see how it is in practice. I'm actually very excited about that, though. Like, it actually it actually fits right in with what I really want to do, which is I do like that initial experience. I don't like it in Classic, but I do like it in the modern game. But I'd sure like the modern game to reflect some of why people are so jazzed about Classic. And this feels like a little bit of a Classic Plus, maybe, or something. You know, or or it's a, it's a weird hybrid. I don't know. I, it, it, on paper, seems promising. We'll, we'll just have to see when we get there. Um. All right. There's tons of systems. We'll go over those in the following weeks. There's way more stuff to break out about Shadowlands. We'll do that in a more individualized way. Uh, we got a long time till that game comes out, so don't expect everything today. Uh, instead, I want to touch real quick on Blizzard's earning call. Uh, World of Warcraft drove the biggest quarterly increase to subscription plans in franchise history in both the West and East. That's uh, good news money-wise for them. Uh, so they kind of exceeded everything uh, this quarter when they thought they were going to possibly have a loss. And this is, of course, over not just Blizzard, but Activision as well. Um, it says, let's see, they re uh, uh, reach in October remained well above pre-classic levels with deep engagement across classic and modern World of Warcraft. Significant growth in the size of the WoW audience. Blizzard had 33 million. Uh, I forget what MAU stands for. Monthly active monthly users. Active uh, monthly users. active users, that's right. Uh, and Blizzard or Overwatch League season two average minute audience grew 18% year over year. The team is prioritizing reach and engagement over short term results for Hearthstone. Uh, but overall, and I'm leaving out a bunch of Call of Duty mobile and a bunch of other stuff because who cares? But uh, that they had a good thing. Uh, still makes it feel sort of bad that they laid off people, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't worry about that anymore, but it is, it's kind of a bummer. They they had record profits when they laid people off, and now they have better than expected profits for the quarter, and 
some of those people I mean, still don't have jobs. The, they give you the good numbers. I'm sure they are good. And Classic was a, an unexpected success to the level that it was successful. Yeah. Um, but the way they frame it, you know, it's the biggest quarterly increase to subscription plans in franchise history. I have to think that it was pretty low with BFA being uh, not as successful as they would have hoped. And Classic demand was really high. So... I don't, you know, for an expansion, people usually subscribe a little bit before they come back for the end of the previous expansion. Mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly how to interpret that specific number. It seems like a weird one to choose and the kind of number that you give investors to. I mean, it's always the case. You give the best numbers you can to investors, even if they don't make a huge amount of sense. It's an indication that it's going well. But um, I, it doesn't mean that the game has the most subscribers it's, it's ever had, for example. Right. And since they don't do those numbers anymore, we have to kind of just dance around right. and try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, all right. Before, I do want to talk about the Hearthstone auto battler mode and uh, Overwatch 2. Before we do that, though, did you guys from the ground, what did you, uh, Garrett, we'll start with you. What did you think of Jab's response when he got up on stage and, made his apology do you feel like that uh was good do you feel like it was enough does it feel like it was any different than anything we've heard before now they didn't really change any of the punishments other than the initial change before his recent statement like how did that land on live people sitting in the audience um well i can tell you how it landed on me which was i i think it's about as 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 good as we could have hoped for Mm. um uh, i'm still grumbly about the initial letter uh, like, I feel like this response is what we, we should have gotten mm-hmm. when they announced that they were going to have the suspension right? and return Blitzchunk's prize money. Um, and also you I still, the, re- the reduction so, in suspension. Yes. They, mm-hmm. they cut it in half. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, like, I don't know it. So it, it doesn't make my uh, my irritation or anger at uh the 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 molasses speed at which the first letter came out or how bad i think that letter was um but i i really liked uh brack's comments i i think this is a a good first step mm-hmm. um this is kind of the jail and brack i was hoping to see from the get go um like i don't know he th- he seemed like a leader this time um and he's just been kind of strange uh, up until this point in, in my read of, of him being, uh, you know, the head of things. That was so. my that was my pretty much my same take remotely. Um, as the, the, back to your point about as good as we're probably going to get or expect. Um, I, but- I think it was a really good statement. I, I, I've, I'm, I've heard from a lot of people on you know social media that it wasn't good enough. And I'm just like, well, well what do you want? And. Nine times out of ten, they're like, think, "Oh, we want them to renounce China." I'm like, "Well, you're never going to be happy because no, never that's do not that. That, that's not what people want. Um, that's what th- some I people definitely want, Patrick. Well, some, yes, of some course, people, no, some people. That. But I mean, the 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 people who are somewhat reasonable would want them to unban Blitzchung, mm-hmm. and I think that cannot happen. Not because what happened with Blitzchung was unforgivable. The problem that a lot of people don't want to well, I don't want to say don't want to accept, but aren't agreeing with, is that if they do unban Blitzchung, it doesn't cause a problem for now. It causes a problem for later 
because then they put themselves in a position to decide every time there's a controversial statement or issue, uh, do we ban them or not? And then all hell breaks loose. You know, it's like how Facebook and Twitter and YouTube have been trying to uh, decide what people can or can't say. Mm -hmm. And there is no good way of doing that. None. Like no one is ever happy about anything that happens there. So I understand that Blizzard does not want to get into that game. Um, and I don't think it's their job to be into that game. Maybe uh, for a company that is about communication, social networking, you have to make those kinds of decisions. But, you know, it's, of course, when it's about uh, uh, Hong Kong, it's easy to make the decision. But when it becomes about, you know, then they have to make decisions about Russia, Saudi Arabia, Trump, Brexit, like, they don't want to have to do that. It's not their... So I understand. I would love, to be clear, I would love for them to say, F everyone, that's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you what we think is good or bad. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's not fair to expect them of doing this when they're a business that has nothing to do with deciding or communicating on people's opinions. Right. So the the thing that they could do on banning Blitzchung, I think is un, not fair to expect because what it means for the future. It sure. would mean chaos, horror, nightmare for them because everyone would be angry at them all the time when they took the decision of banning or not banning. Uh, now, they have the policy. They ban everyone who talks about political stuff and that's what the policy is. It's easy to apply. Sure, there are going to be some possibly more difficult choices at points, Um but it's still the least horrible, the least worst solution. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, yeah, that's a good and sh short There's form. another thing. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, just, just to finish, and I'll, I'll, you know, when we had the, um, I think I have the solution for everyone's trouble for Blizzard um, a, a few, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. forget about the second part of his speech, which was, we hope that you go out, essentially, I'm going to paraphrase, go out and talk to people, listen to people. Um, we're committed to freedom of speech. Just don't mess up our tournaments. But everything else, if you want to talk about stuff on Twitter, here at the con, feel free. And there was a lot of people, a lot of pro-Hong Kong um, uh, protesters and T-shirts and um, cosplays. And so that was heard. You know, that message was heard. And it was obviously, of course, they couldn't silence it. But it was, you know, the, the core of the issue was that we couldn't hear about pro-Hong Kong stuff. Well, we did. So at that point, I think I'm a little bit more in the camp of what more do you want? Because they can't, as Garrett said, they can't fix China. Mm -hmm. um, so that part is important as well. There were uh, protesters. There were people saying free Hong Kong. And that was heard. So... Yeah, I think that's a fair point, and I think thus probably ends the instance interest in this until it comes up again or a major thing happens. I think it's worth watching, but just so people know at home, you're not going to get our international political incident conversation every week. But I think it was worth mentioning, given uh, his apology. You guys were there. I heard it from here. Sounds like we all kind of came around about the same. It's, it's just sort of like, And well, beyond the apology, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about the Hong Kong thing anymore, but about Brack's character, um, it was a change of uh, personality. And now 
he feels like he can embody a uh, company leader that people can appreciate. You know, he's the face of Blizzard now. Mm -hmm. And he was, uh, he felt honest and um, relatable, com the complete opposite of the corporate message Garrett talked about. And he even made jokes about, you know, the memes of, um, <laughs> what which one was it? You think you want to about classic. Oh, yeah. You think you want it, but you don't. And he made a joke about something like vanilla ice cream. He was like, you think you want it. And really, I think you do want it. Yeah. Like acknowledging that he messed up on that one too. Yeah. Um, it, it was, he's not quite Morheim levels of adorable, but it is, he's learning. And it's easy to forget that Morheim had like 20 years to learn to be that person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and more, uh, Brack has been there for a year and a half, and he's not the most warm person to begin with. He's like very robotic and, and uh, not very approachable. So that's important as well. His change of uh, personality. I had a I had an interesting kind of lead into those opening remarks too, because I, I was I was out there the day before it starts, and I was talking to some friends who work there, and I was some, talking to some friends who used to work there, um, and all of them. A lot of the people I talked to on day zero, um, I hadn't realized at one point in their career at Blizzard or previous career at Blizzard had worked under Brack. Mm. And, um, you know, I've, I've heard from a decent amount of my buddies that, that worked there, you know, before this, and no one really mentioned this, but, you know, so I'm there and I'm talking to people, you know, face to face and they're like, yeah, we, when we worked with him, like he kicked ass. Like I heard from multiple people, current and past employees that, uh, Brack was someone you wanted to work under that mm. uh, really inspired the team to put their best foot forward. Mm. And my, my response to, to every one of my friends uh, that, that I had this conversation with was, well, that's good. He needs to show the community that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and I was met uh, most of the time with, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I went into the opening ceremonies and Brack came out literally and metaphorically with his hair down. And delivered this this message, and uh, which was I, not was, planned, by the way. What the yeah, hair yeah, we heard that. I, I was there, I was there for this conversation, Patrick. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, it, it, that, but it, I think that's irrelevant to the conversation. I'm just trying to kind of paint a picture for you for for my re response to this, which is like I had that kind of floating around the back of my head, like, well, I've never I never talked to anyone, you know, and that I knew worked with Brack, and mm -hmm. we're like, oh yeah, he was awesome to work with. So I go, I, I show up to the open ceremonies, he comes out and delivers this message, and I was just like. Well, he he did it. He he showed us. I think that side of him. That, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah that, I, I that. still I could still sense that there are constraints on him that aren't his constraints. Um, oh, that definitely. Welcome to. I the mean, giant. there was an interview. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember the outlet with Brack that went up. I think the same day. Yeah, where PC. he basically confirmed that. Yeah, that that message on Weibo. Like we we don't control that, yeah. and we can't control that, and that's... That's PC Gamer. PC I'm, Gamer, I'm, yeah. Oh, it was a PC Gamer, yeah. I'm summarizing this is not a direct quote. Don't take it as one. Read the article, but it was essentially like, that's how you work business in China with esports if you're trying to have a community. Mm -hmm. you got to go through Weibo. you got to let your Chinese arm handle it, uh, and, and, and that, that is that. That was, the that was what I was really looking for, was like, is he ever going to admit that it was one hand not talking to the other because it was very much the vibe I got? Right. Um, what, what he said literally was, we were not consulted, and had we been consulted, we would not have approved it. Right. And hearing this or reading this, it, it, I think it changed a little bit of my understanding of the initial statement when he said, you know, 
we messed up, we didn't communicate things clearly, we didn't bring people together. My understanding of this is they're going to make sure that that doesn't happen again. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. It seemed harsh towards uh, towards uh, NetEase, which I don't know if they even have that kind of choice of, or latitude to tell NetEase don't publish stuff without asking us. Yeah. But it, it felt to me like he was saying, "You're nope, you are not doing that again. Yeah. That's well, and the, and the other thing I didn't know about all of this, and it was that was another educational moment from that article, is that if you want to work in China, the law is, you can say whether, you know, I'm getting away from the argument of, well, just don't go to China then. Let's, let's forget that for a second. There's a lot of companies in bed with China. It turns out they have to work through a designated, approved Chinese company to do anything. Blizzard can't just yeah. go into China. I didn't know this, but they can't just go into China, set up servers and say, all right, here's World of Warcraft, everybody. They have yeah, to work with NetEase. Yeah. It's like this weird law to. stuff that I didn't know about. I didn't know that was even a thing. So, you I know, mean, yeah, that doesn't excuse anything. Not at right? all. It's I'm just saying say it, it's this it's layer just, of complexity that we're, yeah. we all think it's a bunch of Irvine guys sitting in an office in Beijing. It's not. It's not that you have to you have to have this other layer. So I guess what I'm saying is, as usual, everything in life is more complicated than the Internet lets you think. And I think it behooves Brack and others around him to be a little more transparent about it and talk about it out loud. So and I think the PC, uh, PC Gamer article was good at that, doing that so that we just understand all the workings and the cogs and the wheels. We still may not agree with it. I think most people it. knew, though. Eh, I think most I people know. knew that it was... Well, okay. <laughs> I don't. I, what I'm saying is, I, I, I cannot believe. I, I, I there've got to be a lot of people who have no idea that if you want to work in China, you basically mm, have to have a maybe. China buddy. Like you have to have a authorized by the government, you know, yeah. party approved company to work with. That that okay. seems very uncomfortable. Dude, I worked in China. I had to go to China. I had to. We had to buy stuff from China every day, and I never knew this. This was all news to me. So okay. I don't know why I didn't know it. Maybe I am the only person on the planet, but it does feel like a thing a lot of people didn't know. Uh, I could be wrong. People have to write in and tell me. Anyway, oh, that's nice of you. Baton says smart people probably figured that out for themselves. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's a really kind thing to say on the internet. Uh, all right. Well, it is the internet. Yes. Blitzchung, or Blitzchung, rather. I keep saying Blitzchung. It's hard for me not to. Oh, he's been signed by uh, Tempo Storm, by the way, and he will be back in Hearthstone. Um, oh, I didn't hear that he got signed by Tempo Storm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good for him. So, that's a, that's, a that's good really thing. cool. And uh, and that's, I think, for me, the silver silver lining, I guess. But it it's that um, we are going to get that moment in in uh, five months when he's back in esports tournaments and uh, in in Hearthstone tournaments, and it's going to be him, the guy who all of this happened to and hopefully that will be a good time for everyone who will be happy yeah everyone yeah. will be glad about it yeah it was um i really enjoyed the con like all the aspects of it and then this this was a really interesting part of it because there were protesters and they were like really yeah. respectful like and like i saw protesters in line to try demos and like clearly if you're in there you had a ticket you paid for it um and i th i thought to me it was a good example of you know, I, I obviously I'm going to be biased in this regards, but like what we're doing here right now, like we are covering Blizzard, but we are also talking about this. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's like, that's what I 
want to do you know like people get mad on twitter at me and they're like oh how can you still talk about this and i'm like well i'm keeping folks informed that are playing the game yeah well, what am i gonna do like roll up <laughs> like take my ball and go home well then i don't know i feel i'm doing more good continuing than you know hardcore boycotting right there's there were protesters in front of the main entrance and they were respectful obviously they weren't happy about <laughs> what was happening with blizzard they were respectful they put their message out i talked to them both days um for a little bit it was really interesting and that's i think what if you're angry at blizzard that's what i've said uh, in a couple of places if you're angry at blizzard then you're angry because of the hong kong thing so get informed about what's happening in hong kong and go seek out people and talk about it and like direct your energy towards blizzard maybe if you want to but also towards that because that's the point that's the whole point of this whole thing. i mean you should try i think you should try like i don't know I, uh, like to a certain degree yeah i'm in the camp of like well damn it what am i going to do burn my iphone because they're apple's not great either and you know so on and so forth but at the same time i like i totally understand and respect trying to affect change where you have a voice you know mm -hmm. where you've where you've made your bed um, yeah so yeah, and and I you know I yeah I ran into a couple of protesters as well, and I, I got one of the pamphlets. I thought the pamphlet was actually like pretty freaking informative and well researched. Uh, so like I don't know, I kind of I walked away with a pretty positive view of, of both sides of this. Like well, and this as plus a, this stuff as a fan and as a as a gaming nerd, it was just a fun event. Yeah, and as a as what seems like at least a bookend to the the flashpoint of this controversy. Um, I think that was good as well because I think a lot of people are now more informed than they were before about a very complicated subject. Yeah, and we also there's a tendency for everybody to act like, well, here you are complaining about this, but you're doing it on your your iPhone or your Google phone that was made in China or your whatever. And I don't like going down that path because at the end of the day, you could start arguing that well, you're standing on the same planet that Chinese government stands on, like okay well what do you want me to do go to freaking jupiter and hope that there's no chinese influence in jupiter like like at some point you got to pick your battles you pick your interests this is all close to our bone this particular issue so we should probably you know that's the one we're going to talk about we're not going to get into you know trade wars around uh other stuff that are affected by these sorts of things like we just this is our this is our jam this is our area of expertise it's our area of discussion so we're going to talk about it but not much more on here that's probably going to be it for a while because there's nothing really else to say, honestly. We've covered it. If it comes up again and it's meaningful, we'll come back to it. But I know there are a few people who will be thrilled to hear that. Uh, Hopefully in five months we will say uh, Blitzchung is back in Harsoni Sports. He's the pro Hong Kong guy, and it will bring attention to the issue he cares about again. Yeah, mission accomplished. Uh, real quick, he's going to be a star when he comes back. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm exactly. Rooting for him. Uh, Draven yep. Dresden asked Patrick, who just wants to know how many. If you had to guess, how many protesters were there? Was it was it a massive amount of people? Was it like a? Um, I think the 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 prote the group of protesters was maybe um, I would say 15 people, something like that. Oh, okay, roughly. not too big. Yeah. Um. It, it wasn't a huge amount, but it was enough that people, everyone who came into the con had to essentially walk by them. Mm. So I think everyone saw them and everyone understood what it was. Um, so it was uh, efficient. I don't know. It, it, they, the message got out, definitely. Yeah. And I do apply, I applaud the additional message from Brack that 
you're encouraged to go out there and talk to those guys, talk about the thing, discuss it with each other. That diffuses a lot of tension. Um, so I'm giving him big credit for that. That's a leadership move. You can say that the, the, the other things are a problem. You can still complain that there wasn't a lot of substance to the apology or whatever you want to say about it. But I appreciate the diffusing, diffusion of tension that everybody was sort of dancing around by saying, yeah, we know they're here and they're important voices and you need to listen to them and you should you should be heard too and, the, and share your thoughts. The fact and, that he said that, yeah, the fact that he said, you know, we're committed to freedom of speech and at the con there are a lot of people talking um, and you'll see that, you know, they're essentially, they're free to talk and we're happy that they're there mm-hmm. um, was important. But um, But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was this big victorious thing that, he that he that fixed everything it was still we're a company and we can't be the police for the world um so it it doesn't make me super happy it's just that it resets expectations a little bit and makes it so i can understand where they're coming from and i can become uh, interested in the games again because they at least acknowledged it and uh did what they needed to but it's not like they're heroes Mm -hmm. right it's Mm -hmm. not they took the stand that no one else would um which i understand again i've been explaining i understand why that's the case and why that's reasonable for a company um and that's what we could expect and that's the best outcome we could reasonably have hoped for but yeah anyway we've talked about this too much already yeah it's all good we uh we got it out of our system Hey guys, here to talk to you about Audible. Oh, Audible. They're great. Audible keeps you informed, inspired, entertained. You'll finish more stories and you'll listen with Audible and always be part of the conversation. What is Audible? Well, Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment, including Audible Originals. Audible Originals, by the way, are stories created exclusively for audio, including documentaries, exclusive audiobooks, and scripted shows. Audible members get more than ever before. Every month, you can choose one audiobook regardless of the price, plus two Audible Originals from a fresh selection. On top of audiobooks and Audible Originals, members get access to exclusive guided fitness and meditation programs. Just go to A-U-D-I-B-L-E, that's audible.com slash wow, or text wow to 500-500 on your phone and browse their unmatched selection of content. The Audible app, you can listen anytime, anywhere, on any device, mobile, Alexa-enabled, Bluetooth, and more. And uh, here's the other thing. If you don't like an audiobook uh, that you get from Audible, exchange it for one for free. How do you like that? Plus, your audiobooks are yours to keep forever. Even if you cancel, there are no commitments, and you can cancel any time. I love Audible and have for years, and I'm now in the middle of re-listening which is the same as rereading uh, American Gods by Neil Gaiman. It's one of my favorite audiobooks I've ever read. In fact, it's I think it is my favorite, if I'm just going to be honest. Uh, I love those, and you're going to love them too. They have great top, top lists in different categories, all the fantasy and science fiction you can eat. The stuff we love, you guys. Go out and check it out. All right, start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Here's all you have to do. Visit audible.com slash W-O-W. 
That's audible.com slash wow, or text that same W-O-W, wow, to 500-500. Again, audible.com slash wow, or text wow to 500-500. Now this. All right, we need to talk about the two big elephants in the room, the remaining games of Blizzard. Uh, made a big deal about specifically Overwatch 2. Uh, I, I'm generally excited about what I'm hearing. I like the idea of more PvE content. I like the the new look of things. Uh, I think that trailer was rad. Hardly anything else to say about it, I guess. I mean, I mean we know we're getting new heroes. We know it's a sequel. We know a few things. But uh, I don't know. Patrick, you're the big Overwatcher in the room. What do you think yes. of it? Uh, I think it seems like a really cool idea, a really cool concept. Um, they are essentially making Overwatch 1. They're doing a bunch of stuff in PvP and PvE for Overwatch 2, but everything they do PvP-wise is going to be integrated into Overwatch 1. Mm-hmm. So you have um, no need to buy Overwatch 2 if you're interested only in PvP because you're going to get everything anyway, which is really interesting thing of approaching it. It's perfect for not splitting the player base, all of that. Um, PVE-wise, it's we don't know enough. I think the idea looks really cool. The way I think of it is it's not MMO Destiny type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, it feels at least like more of a Left for Dead plus with uh, uh, enhancements type of game and that can be really cool we all love left for dead sure um so that seems like an interesting approach for that game what it real what it will really rest on is some people will just play the solo thing and that's going to be fine it's a little bit bare bones you know it's missions that feel like they're you know much improved versions of what we have in overwatch one for pve events but still somewhat closer to that than a full-fledged with, with the game. with the randomization they're hoping that these are highly they kept saying highly replayable content That's, right yeah so the the story missions are for the single player experience mm-hmm. or not single player but campaign experience some mm-hmm. people will play through that five seven hours whatever it ends up being and they'll be happy for people who want more, the replayability, I guess that's where the question mark still is a little bit. Because what we've seen so far, I don't think makes it highly replayable. Mm-hmm. But they did say this is just a little bit um, of what we're thinking of. We have a lot of ideas and the randomness of the um, missions, enemies, all of that is great. What I'm really looking for, what I'm looking for in that kind, these kinds of games is progression. And they said they have a lot of ideas for progression, but just the three tiers of talents they had, I don't think would be enough. So I'm curious to hear what else they have in store for progression. And um, if they have a good thing, uh, a good system in place, it could be really cool. It reminded me of a little bit of of StarCraft II's single player where um, you got units and abilities and tweaks that you would never have in a balanced multiplayer match. But mm-hmm. you but you let them go crazy in single player because who cares? So suddenly your siege tanks can move while they're shooting. You know, all this kind of upgrade you used to get in that campaign. It sounds a lot like that. Like in this mode, Tracer has a bomb that will chain to all the enemies within a certain distance. Or, uh, you know, in this mode, uh, well, Genji can shoot a projectile instead of his normal dragon ultimate. Um, that's the talents. Right, yeah. right. But and, and that's, that's my point. Is they would, But those would be OP in a in multiplayer is what I'm saying. 
like in a PvP. Yeah, but PvP. I think having tried it, I don't think it would be enough progression for the entire replayability thing. I don't think it would be enough for people to play the game for hours and hours and hours. Oh, it's I agree. Super fun, I agree. Yeah. But we need more. No, yeah. I, I completely agree. It just had to me that was just reminiscent of of what they've done with that. Uh, Garrett, Garrett, any hot takes on uh, Overwatch? Get you going? Uh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like more Overwatch, and uh, it, it's just really not team shooters. Not really my jam. Not your, not your if thing. I'm gonna play Left 4 Dead. I would much rather the bloody and gory and and zombies and not uh, generic robots. Mm. What, what, Patrick? You were saying? No, I was asking. Even in PVE, you, you're not into it. Um, the aspect of it. I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I, I, I spent, you know, a, a quarter of my time on the con floor trying to fix my band, so my demo time. Is limited. <laughs> um, and so, when when t- it came time to like carve out time to go play games, Overwatch was at the bottom of my list. Mm. Like, I just, it's Fair not enough. for me. Oh, how it was? By the way, how was security this year? Because I hated it last year. It was awful. Was it uh, better? A, a coin flip. You know, some were very nice people. Others were clearly bullies in high school that wanted to continue bullying people. Ugh. Like, oh, <laughs> hate that so yeah. much. I don't know. I, I went through the um, media entrances, and that was fine every time. Well, the one time I did it last year, they made me go back to my hotel and take my voice recorder to my room because they wouldn't let me in there, even really? though Garrett, oh, no, nothing like even that though Garrett was right nothing. in front of me with bags full of cameras and stuff, and he went right in. I mean, this isn't aimed at Garrett. He should have been let right in, but I mean, this was going to get our press pass or our media passes, so we didn't have them yet. So they they probably should have stopped me. I don't know why they didn't. That was weird. Those guys. Anyway, whatever. Security really bummed me out last year. I'm glad to hear it was not as bad or whatever, uh, or at least as bad. It didn't get it was worse. Con security, <laughs> man. Like basic standard ass con security. It's just that they've never up till last year. 2011 through 2017, they didn't have it like that. There was no, it was none of that. It was a table and some people, and that's it. Now they got all these metal detectors, and it's multiple lines, and it just, last year just felt like they were not sure what they were doing, and I don't blame Blizzard. I think the third parties they hired were just bad at this. And these perma bullies you're talking about, F those guys. All right, moving on. Hearthstone, uh, they made a game called Battlegrounds, or Mode, rather, that uh, came out of nowhere for me. I was just sure that we weren't going to see something like this out of Hearthstone, and yet there it is. And it might be my favorite thing that's happened to Hearthstone in years. Um, it's great, and I guess we should ask Garrett if it's as great as I think it is, or is this... I, you're, you're never I'm, one for extra modes. You usually, like, give me the main thing. I don't care about... I'm not you know. one for extra modes if they're bad, yeah. which is brawls, <laughs> like, across Blizzard. I'm just like, why are we spending our time on these? I just... Some people like them. I've never liked like brawl modes in any of the Blizzard games that have them. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think Hearthstone has done a really good job with Tavern Brawl this year. They've they've done you know little aside credit given where credit is due. Um, there's been a lot of in-game events, uh, and they have really leveraged Tavern Brawl in 2019 in really interesting ways that I, I wasn't expecting. Um, so I, I'll, I'll eat crow on that a little bit too. Mm. But uh, dude, I, I I've played a ton of Auto Chess and a little bit of Underlords. I haven't I haven't dipped my toe in TFT yet, but um, I got pretty addicted to auto chess for a few months there. And uh, I love this. I really like Battlegrounds. Yeah. It's fun. Um, I think it is a little bit deeper than some players were giving it like credit for initially. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to some some pros and they were like, eh. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I agree. I, I have you know a couple nitpicks, but overall, I, I think this is a, a really 
really good entry into this this game type. I'm a little I'm I'm happy that it retained its hearthstoniness somehow. It's hard to explain what I mean by that, but it doesn't feel like a complete rip off of auto chess. I mean, dude, I can yeah, I I can tell you what I think you mean by that because I sat down to play it and I was like, oh my god, my card knowledge counts for something. Yeah, it's yeah. actual hearthstone cards. There's, yeah. there's ten unique cards to the mode, but every other card is a card that has at one point been like standard playable. Uh, or maybe is currently in, in wild mode. Um, so, like, I sat down, and I'm like, oh, Murloc Tidecaller. It's a 1-2 that gains an attack. And, like, I knew exactly what it does, because mm-hmm. I know Hearthstone cards. Yeah. Um, I like so that, that was cool. I like that a lot. I like drafting a, a hero to play as. They call them bosses, but, like, it's you. So I, I still call it a hero. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. That's something the other auto-battlers don't do. Mm-hmm. That adds its own, like, layer of intrigue with the hero power that you get. Yeah, the games um, also aren't 45 minutes. I like that a lot. You know? That I, is also like, a big plus. It is longer than like a standard Hearthstone game unless you're playing like fatigue decks, but sure. It's it's quicker for sure. Yeah. Um I really like it. Like I said, I got I'm 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 really struggling with not being able to look at my opponent's boards whenever the hell I want to. Mm-hmm. And it <laughs> kind of annoys me. Um <laughs> because you can like I ran into like a, a, a player as Yag Saran yesterday and it wasn't until like round seven and I'm like, oh, that's where all the mechs that I was trying to draft went to. But I didn't find out until turn freaking seven yeah. because that's when I randomly got matched against this player. Yeah. Whereas all the other auto battlers, you can look at their boards from the start of the game and see what they're drafting, um, which which adds a little more randomness to this than I would like. But that's that's really my biggest complaint. Oh, uh, oh other than that. It is the only damn thing I have played this week. Well, the randomness is sure. uh, is a hallmark of these these games, so I, f- I feel like it fits okay there. Like, if you're not cool with randomness, you're not playing any of these uh, auto chess r- games uh, types. Well, it, it, there's a balance. There's a balance to be reached. Yeah. And, and to me, the, the not being able to look at other boards tips it a little bit in an angle, like in favor of randomness that I don't enjoy. Mm. Uh, but everything else, uh, I really like. And, uh, oh. I yeah. like. I did like seven games in a row the other night. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, uh, Patrick. Uh, it's an interesting business model. It's the least pay-to-win uh, game in over in Overwatch in Hearthstone <laughs> because literally there's no way to pay for power yeah. uh, or for cards or anything. The only thing you can do is that if you, you um, can pay for power. In a way. Oh, is there power? So what the way it works is that if you get a uh, cards from the latest expansion, with the, depending on the number of p- packs that you get, you will get uh, small things like stats and choice for um, like you get an extra choice of bosses, heroes. How do you call them? Um, so yeah, the extra choice of, of hero right? that that is power. Okay. Because- so that counts. Some heroes are definitely better than others, and having a wider pool of heroes to choose from will affect your okay. likelihood of winning. Better or different? Is it like literally some? Oh no, are... there's just straight up trash heroes. Some of them. Some oh, of those okay. powers That's are interesting. Bad. All right. Like straight up trash, and some are insane. Mm. Like Maleficent okay. Mana Storm, like a passive plus one plus one to every mech you encounter is busted. Mm. It is super powerful. Mm. Well, I need to so play that. Do right you know now. how many packs you need to have bought to get more choices uh, of heroes? I don't remember offhand. We talked about an anger trick. I think it was thirty. I think at thirty, you unlock the third option because you start baseline with two options. Okay, and three thirty. So it's a significant, and that has to be purchased every 
new uh, expansion, right? I so, bet that is my understanding. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah as well, I hope who... they will. I hope they'll get the characters to all be kind of balanced. Um, that would be cool. But... Yeah, that'd be nice, right? Balance is good. We like balance. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Good stuff all around. Now this. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> all right. We are doing town crier, and we're doing it because we love your emails, your feedback, your calls, all that kind of stuff. And we got an email from a listener who sent an email to the instance at gmail.com. His name is Tyler, and he says this. Hey, guys, I was curious. If you had any more insight into some of the BlizzCon things that left me wondering, uh, in Shadowlands, if we're choosing which expansion to level in from 1 to 50 on our alts now, does this include vanilla? It seems odd to me that I could choose Legion, for example. I would level to 50 in four zones worth of content, when in the old world you would have uh, to hop through 15 to 20 plus zones to hit 60. All of the expansions were created for 5 to 10 levels. Uh, not all of them, but... Well, let's see. Yeah, I guess some were. Yeah, five I guess five ten, or yeah. ten. Yeah, I guess five was like uh, Cataclysm was five, right? Cataclysm. There were a couple. Yeah, I can't remember which Cataclysm and Pandaria. I guess they were both five. Mm, don't remember, but don't there remember were either. two. Word was five. I think. Anyway, uh, it says that five to ten level experience versus vanilla, which was created for sixty levels. Let's answer that first, then we'll then we'll keep going. Uh, the answer is no. They're keeping that completely separate. Like. Well, I mean, yes and no. You can decide to not go to the expansion. You can say, well, I'll just level however oh, you know, right, right. we did before. Right. So you wander that, aimlessly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can choose to do that if you want. That's a good point. But, um, yeah. If you want the more, uh, I don't know, story, storied uh, thing, uh, it sounds like the way to do it is to pick your expansion and go. Um, Right. I really want I'm, to go I'm through excited Pandaria. For this. I want to. I want to do an alt when this hits. Same. I'm really stoked about it. I'm going to make a new panda and do some panda business. I'm going mall panda shit. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a panda death night. That's what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to go do Pandaria at level ten. <laughs> That's I, a- oh man, just the idea of a rotund death knight just <laughs> makes me giggle. <laughs> I really am going to do that. I'm so going to do it. All right. Uh, Tyler then goes on to say in Diablo 4, does anyone have a guess on release date? We sort of did earlier today. says, I agree that they don't want to repeat the timeline between D3 announcement and launch. On the other hand, hearing a Blizzard employee say not even Blizzard soon doesn't give me much hope. Thanks for all the great content, Tyler. Yeah, there was somebody on one of the panels who said not even Blizzard soon. Yeah, uh, that's it's a, not soon. Not even Blizzard soon, which is a dangerous thing for them to say because that's a range. Like that's if you're talking Diablo, that's no, I mean, six, seven years or something or whatever the hell it was. Um, six years. That sucked. That was bad. They shouldn't have done it. But if you're talking Overwatch, it was a year and a half, two years. Um, I think to twenty. I still say 2021. I just can't see it longer than that. I think they have to be that, or, or they're. I don't know. I, I mean, again, they'll they'll probably not release it until they're done, but I still think that's about right. It's plausible that the entire reason, as we said, um, was they announced it now was to offset Diablo Immortal, which, by the way, um, I ended up playing. I wasn't there last year, so I didn't play it last year. It's a really good game. Yeah, it is. It, I was very like I expected something. Yeah, it's okay for a phone game, but whatever. I I. We'll see, but I wouldn't be surprised if I actually wanted to play. It's it's Diablo 3 on your phone. That's what it is. Yeah, that's and what it is. That sounds cool. Yeah, and also now that uh, uh, phones can all sync like PS4 and 
like Xbox One controllers. I wonder if it'll support it. I would love that. I probably mm. won't. Seems like they're focused on the touchscreen, but I would love it if it's they did very, that. It's very well designed for touchscreen. And the way the abilities work with cooldowns only, you don't have to manage your um, resources. Really works well for a phone. Uh, so I, I'd be surprised if they uh, got the the controller in. But, I mean, if you're going to play with a controller, you might as well play Diablo 3. Any indication Although, at the show on the, on release date? Because that's still, nobody's talked nope. about that. Yeah, They they talked about nothing yeah. about Diablo Immortal. They avoided uh, that hot turd like a hot turd. So there you They go. did mention in the Q&A, um, written Q&A, that they knew there were mentions of a... Uh, of the fact that it was um, that it was over because NetEase had said it's essentially over. I don't know why they don't release it, and they were like, "This was inaccurate information." Blah blah blah. Mm. So essentially, it was over, just not Blizzard polish over. Yeah, um, uh, so, I, I'm fine with that. Okay. I guess I, I feel like as far away from that mess as you can get. I kind of thought they were going to release it on the day and say, after all this awesome hype for Diablo Four, and by the way, you can get your fix today with Diablo Immortal on phones this afternoon or something. Yeah, but, I think the feeling I got from talking to people uh was that they there was very little to be gained from any of those quote-unquote controversial things um it it, it, if they want to release it in a month they can do that and everyone will be just as happy as if they released it at at liscon and if they it could have tarnished the joy of diablo 4 i don't think there was a lot of chance of that happening but it was a possibility so i think they wanted to just not touch it at all well, there you go. Now, some of you may have noticed today we didn't talk about uh, Deathwing and his introduction into the Nexus and the Heroes of the Storm or Heroes of the Storm at all. And there's a reason for that. Uh, two reasons. One, it was super back shelved at the event. There was a uh, a panel, but again, not really a a big showcase moment for that game. It has been sort of relegated to a new place for Blizzard. Still an awesome game. Still my favorite MOBA. Still all the things it is. Uh, but I was just going to say, instead of worrying about why we didn't mention it, maybe check out ITN this week. I'm sure that you and, uh, you and your good buddy, Kyle are going to go crazy on that. Garrett, have, if you haven't a, already. It was a thick episode last night. Yeah. And, oh, last uh, night. So All right. There you go. If you go to youtube.com slash TV right now, you can see my interview with Daybringer and Kyle Dates from the Heroes team. Perfect. And, uh, I'm, I'm really proud because we were number one on the Heroes subreddit yesterday. Nice. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, alive and well over there at ITN uh, into the Nexus. So do check that out and uh, see their coverage of all things heroes from BlizzCon 2019. And that they, they ain't stopping. Yeah. And by the way, I didn't get a chance to play Deathwing because there was one demo station in the media room and there was always someone sitting there. And then when I would went down to the Blizzard Arcade, Deathwing had the longest line. Wow. Well, they ought to probably have what more What did they machines. say about... Sorry. Sorry. You can go ahead, Patrick. Go ahead. No, I was just wondering what they said about the future of heroes. Are they? You said they're not stopping. You mean they're not stopping uh, the the development? They're still going Correct. strong for yes. for heroes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. The the thing, <laughs> what made me so mad uh, with Jalen Brack, it, like from the get go, was that letter from him made it sound like heroes was dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When that is not true. They went. They they significantly sized the team down, but they had a massive team. Mm-hmm. Like a really big team, and they still have a good sized team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that is what was not messaged uh, well, really, if at all, in my opinion. Well, and the 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 actual so, BlizzCon stage time was also just so like 
I don't know. Oh yeah, Deathwing, which we already announced. That's happening. It's exciting. Don't forget to check out the arcade. It's you know, play some heroes. The arcade was awesome. Yeah, I know like, it, was, it was, but such it, a cool area. But you got to see from the perspective of the home viewer that all looked really like heroes. Heroes getting the back seat, redheaded stepchild. Well, also, or, dude, like look at this year. Like, yeah, it did get the back seat because it's not Diablo Four or Overwatch Two or yeah. a surprise mode in Hearthstone or yeah, yeah, Sylvanas yeah. like soloing the Lich King. Like, this is a big year. Uh, like. Deathwing, yeah, it's exciting, and there was a line for it, but like what, a new hero for heroes is not on the level of everything else that was announced. And Jalen Brack, like I didn't think they were going to get even a, a nod in the opening ceremony. So the fact that Jalen Brack was like, "Hey, Arcturus Manx is coming to StarCraft, Diablo's coming to to uh, heroes," I was like, "Oh, cool! That's already more than I was expecting." So that makes me happy. Arcturus um, Manx, well, he's such a dick, that guy. I don't want to play. He is, but like, I've, he's someone I've been wanting in Heroes for a while, so I'm actually pretty stoked he's coming to co-op commander in StarCraft. But, yeah. um, like, yeah, like, dude, let's like just talk shop for a second. Like, y'all get it. Y'all, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're a podcast fan, and, and Scott and Patrick, we have all ended game-specific shows. Oh, yeah. Why have we ended game-specific shows? Because there wasn't enough shit to talk about. Right. I still cannot do an episode of Into the Nexus that is under an hour. Right, there's Every plenty week, to talk like, about. There's so much to talk about. The yeah. game is still ever evolving. Yeah. Um. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, go go listen to the interview. It's um the game's in a good place. All and right. They're taking it in interesting directions. There you go. Then. Uh. So go check that out. Uh. Patrick, anything going on with you? You want to mention to the fine folks? Uh. I guess pixels. Uh, there was a couple of uh, cool interviews in the latest episode from BlizzCon. I talked to Riker about uh, uh, Diablo 4, of course. I talked to Taliesin and Evitel, who rocked the Q&A and the live show, their live uh, weekly re uh, reset uh, the day after BlizzCon. So we had a discussion about WoW and a bunch of other stuff. So pixels is what you want to check out. If very you're cool. are you cool yeah yes i'm okay, cool yeah i'm totally cool i've been on pixels that makes go. me even extra cool i think it absolutely uh, uh Patrick, when i'm when i'm feeling better uh you should have me on because i think we're about to go an entire year without me stopping by pixels oh yeah oh my god that will be sad. remedied yeah fix that yes. sad get that fixed that will be remedied uh, there's not a forza game for me to talk about this year but yeah. <laughs> um we'll we'll find stuff when do we start? I'm going to start a Red Dead Redemption 2 podcast. I'm just announcing it now. Let everybody know. No, that's not true at all. But I did want to say this. Rough launch for the PC. On PC, you mean? Yeah, a lot of people I had a lot of problems. I not as bad as media outlets are making it sound. I didn't have any trouble, but in my household, the two other people that uh, purchased that game could not run it for various weird reasons, and they were like a whole bunch of people on uh, Reddit and Twitter that were having the exact same issues. And I think it'll all work out in the end, but it did feel a little like, ooh, you guys weren't quite ready for prime time. The only bug I mean, I've yeah. had, I had a, had a weird bug where volumetric fog turned green. And so I was running around. And oh, was, unplayable. Yeah, ooh. it was awful. Undead Nightmare 2 confirmed. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Is that true? Is that happening? No. I You're just so. saying that because of my green glob. You just I'm made my heart skip. My, my heart skipped three beats when you said that because I loved that DLC more than any <laughs> DLC in the history of the world. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. If they do that again, oh, damn it, Garrett. Now you've got me hoping for a thing that's probably not going to happen. It was one of the best DLCs ever. 
you're 100 percent correct about that. If, That's why if, that if was. You haven't played Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. What are you doing with your life? It was so Go good. Now. So good. 2010, baby. What a year. All right. Um, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you all for watching, listening, and hanging out with us, otherwise being a part of what we're doing here today. If you like what you hear, you might uh, consider heading on over to our website and click our support link. We made it ourselves, and it's full of great goodies, including physical stuff shipped to you every month, as well as lots of digital rewards. Or even if you're just like, I want to get on a, on a low tier and just support you guys because I've been listening for so many years, and it's really no skin off my nose, here's a buck. We'd love that. Uh, if you can, please consider it. It's over there at theinstance.net. That's also where you can find everything else that you might be interested in. That's theinstance.net. Uh, also, find us on Twitter, Garrett Art, not Patrick. I'm at Scott Johnson. The show is an instance show. I think that is going to do it for us, for me, for Patrick, for Garrett, for all of you. We'll see you next time. Bye! This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Honestly, you need to have your head checked.